Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Most people probably realize there's a difference between being thrifty and being cheap. Sometimes the latter can lead to decisions you might later regret. Like, say, these four guys traveling in the country of China. They apparently wandered into a fruit market while on the road for business in the Yunnan province last month and found a good deal on oranges. And they ended up, because they were thrifty, buying 66 pounds of fruit. Problem was, they had flown to the region on their business trip, and when they went to check in for the flight back, the airline informed them it would cost $46 for excess baggage fees to transport the fruit home. That's not money, being thrifty, they were prepared to pay, and they certainly didn't want to wastefully throw away the citrus, so they chose Plan C, and sat down in the airport terminal, and the four of them ate all 66 pounds of fruit before the flight boarded. And they bowed to now, never eat oranges again. <laughs> I would think that would blister your mouth. It did, actually, yes. Well, that would, yes. <laughs> I don't think I've eaten that many pounds of fruit in my entire lifetime combined, Cliff. I know I haven't. There's no way I could. In, in, your, in your entire lifetime. I, I guarantee you I haven't eaten 60 pounds of fruit ever. Did you see the new shoe by Nike? It's the uh, first hands-free shoe. I did, actually. I didn't read a whole lot about it, but I saw a picture of it. It's like you just step into them. Yes. Laceless yeah. sneakers you put on without using your hands. <laughs> what I okay. need is yeah. foot-free Fruit of the Looms for when I'm hopping around the room at home trying to get <laughs> that second leg. And you've got your foot caught in your underwear. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That happened to me this morning, Cliff. I can imagine. I yeah. got one. I really leg. don't want to imagine, but I can imagine. <laughs> I got one leg in, and the other one kind of got caught, and I'm bouncing around in there like I'm on a pogo stick until I hit the wall, and I'm like, "This <laughs> is this is how the day starts." <laughs> it has to get better, doesn't it? it? Well, you would hope so, yeah. We'd imagine, if you will, the American soldier, one of hundreds of thousands of Allied forces advancing on Germany at the close of World War II. It is the stuff that books were written about and movies made of. The individual stories of heroes who, by and large, were just looking to do the job they were assigned and then make it back home to their loved ones. My guess is that each had that one moment when they went from being cold, tired, hungry, dirty, and thinking the next bullet had their name on it, to then thinking, I might actually make it out of this alive. Perhaps the second thought after that was... What souvenir can I take home to show the folks what I did? And can't you imagine how proud the parents of Regnald Borch were when he got home from the war? A USMP was assigned to guard a Bavarian Alps resort known as Berghoff, and his CO told him he was free to collect whatever he wanted to send home from the residents there. And so, what would end up boxed and shipped back to New Jersey what would eventually be framed and hung in the family home in museum-quality storage for generations, what would be a proud memento of a young man's time at war, is what is now on sale at auction, complete with documentation to prove its authenticity as Adolf Hitler's toilet seat. From, of course, where Hitler ruled the Third Reich. <laughs> Borch's grandson is now selling the toilet seat in an online auction which officially gets underway Monday, but advance bids of nearly $10,000 have already been recorded. 
Hopefully the sale will leave the family flush with cash. <laughs> I'm glad there's a certificate of authenticity there, Cliff, because you don't know how many fake Hitler toilet seats there are roaming around on the internet. Roaming, yeah, floating around. Yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to get their hands on that. Mm. <laughs> with gloves. <laughs> yeah. Cliff, I saw this morning that there's an organization called the Dull Men's Club. <laughs> the Dull Men's Club. Okay. Yes, and they put out an annual calendar. And I think there was a time, Cliff, you and I were thinking yeah. about putting out a calendar ourselves, if that's not, yes. if I'm not mistaken. I, I believe we were at some point. Yeah. Yes, and uh, this year's calendar from the Dull Men's Club mm-hmm. has a... Um, for one of the months, a woman in California, she collects caution wet floor signs. Now, I don't know where there's an auction <laughs> that you can get those at. I'm thinking maybe she steals I was gonna caution say, wet floor signs. The only way I can think uh, that people would get those would be to uh, steal them. Yes, I don't know where you would yeah. go buy one of those at, but that's... Well, I mean, uh, there are... You can buy anything online, um, and there's a lot of, like, industrial and janitorial supply kind of places where you can buy stuff like that, you know, hand over fist. But what's the fun of that? I mean, if you're going to collect something, you want to purchase or you want to get a real-world artifact for your collection. The only way to do that is to steal it. I don't know what would possess you to start that collection to begin with, Cliff. You just see a, you know, caution wet floor sign that does something for you. If you're, if you're, I don't if you're interested in that kind of thing, sure, why not? Remember, we we all collected beer cans for a long period of time. I never did do that. You didn't have a beer can collection? No. No, I had a beer can collection. Well, I might have had it in the you know, back of my floorboard at one time, was but it wasn't collecting. <laughs> you probably had a trash can full of beer cans. Oh, well, I never used collection. it. Yes, I didn't really have a collection <laughs> collection. <laughs> Something bad is about to happen, and that seems to be the consensus, Cliff, about your kazoo playing come oh, Monday. Really? Yes. Yes, okay. there's a huge, huge feeling going around, and, you know, I've got a bet on this with one of our wonderful listeners. Yeah, like $100, right? Yes. And um, <laughs> Exactly. How did you guess that? I didn't think uh, I said that yesterday, but yes. No, I, I believe we mentioned $100. It's $100 on the line. It's yeah. $100 on the line between me yeah. and Trucker Ralph, and he says the first person that calls in Monday morning to win the uh, Dozen Roses yeah. will not get the tune right because you won't be able to play the kazoo well enough. <laughs> and I did pick up the kazoo yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. It's here at Country 98.1. I even got yeah. the blue one like you wanted. I got a spare red one in case you blow the wax out of it or whatever that paper is there on the kazoo. Yeah. And when I picked it up, the consensus at the store was yeah. you will not you will not be able to play the kazoo very well. That oh, was, really? That was the feeling there, Cliff. So I'm a little worried about my $100 bet now with Trucker Ralph. Are you sure I'm going to be in? I don't see why not. I mean, I think it's more important the that the uh, uh, we we choose a recognizable song. Does that make sense? I was going to ask you that. Are you going to pick know. like a country tune, a rock well, yeah, tune, be, a pop tune, it'll, Beethoven? It'll be, uh, it'll be. It has to be something recognizable. And after that, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. But so. you can't do like Happy Birthday, right? Why not? <laughs> Better chance for me to win that way, isn't exactly, there? Exactly. Yes. 
There was no rules laid down in advance of the wager being placed, was there not? No, there's no, 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 no so rules. So I'm free to pick whatever song that I so desire, as long, and, and so we can we can use that to our advantage then. All right. Well, your advantage, because you're the one who's going to profit off of this venture. If I win, <laughs> and that's so up to you. you. <laughs> so basically, you're you're placing your hands or your success in my hands. As I said to begin this, yeah, something bad is about to happen. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Cliff, yes. Would you like to hear what losing one hundred dollars sounds like? <laughs> Why, sure. Let me just say this nicely. No. Won't be no happy birthday song. It's going to be something a little more that the listeners have to guess. Come on now. Let's make this fair. And that's what it sounds like, Cliff, when you're losing $100 <laughs> on a bet. It, it's, it, it sounds like there was a bit of desperation in his voice. It did sound that way. And, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, Cliff. I, I totally agree. Oh, and don't forget... What's that? The hint we're going to give after you play your tune on the kazoo Monday. I forgot to mention that part. Yes. There's going to be a hint as well? Okay. Well, let's just, you know, I'm thinking about that. Let's yeah. take, for instance, you choose yeah. to play the birthday song. And after you play it, then I will say, and many more. And we'll see if the <laughs> listener can win the uh, dozen roses that way. What do you think? Would that yeah. be too uh, much, Cliff, or not? No, I, 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 again... There were only limited rules laid out prior to the wager being accepted by both parties. So within the, my you know, viewpoint, I'm saying we're staying within the rules of how that wager was set up. Plus the fact. Song, I can play whatever song I want. We can give whatever hints we want. And then the first caller has to call in and identify the song based on me you know, hammering it out on a kazoo. And if they're correct... You, my friend, will win $100. It's hard to hammer on a kazoo, Cliff. <laughs> You're right, it is. Kind and of, I'll tell you something yeah. else that's hard. What's that? Walking out of a business holding two kazoos in your hand, trying to look like you're tough. That's impossible. <laughs> People start staring at you, Cliff, when you've got kazoos in your hand and you're a grown man. And you know, I would have felt a lot better if they had like a uh, you know drum set I could have carried out. That That's like a tough look. <laughs> Maybe a bass guitar or something. Bass guitar, even a yeah. just a plain old guitar. Yeah. An acoustic guitar is a lot more manly than two <laughs> wimpy kazoos in a pink bag. Oh, the bag was pink, oh, too. Oh, yeah, the bag's better. pink, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> We'd hopefully these three young adults learned a valuable life lesson from this incident, and that lesson may very well be that there are times when the police cannot help you. Framingham, Massachusetts residents, 19-year-old Bianca Torres, 18-year-old Nathaniel Chickering, and 21-year-old Michael Rodriguez had a bit of a problem. The car they were in was hopelessly stuck after a recent heavy snowfall in that region of the country. They called 911, and police arrived on scene, and, uh, well, then they ordered a tow truck. But when it arrived, Torres said her car was quite valuable, and there was no way she was going to get it damaged by having it hooked up to a tow truck. And then... She demanded the police officer on scene get out a shovel and dig the vehicle out of the snowbank. Now, the lesson here for these young Americans is, of course, that to protect and serve does not mean to protect and shovel. An argument broke out with all three getting involved. One of them tried to punch the police officer, and all three ended up getting arrested. 
I would never even think of something that stupid, Cliff. I, I wouldn't either. And I can think of stupid stuff. Well, I, I, that's fairly obvious, yes. <laughs> like the mannequin from yesterday. I can think exactly. of stupid stuff. But I'm still working on that, Cliff. I got, a message, that as- I got a message on my phone back in the back at my desk yeah. yesterday after 10. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there is a listener who says they may be able to come up with a mannequin for me to stand in, up on the wall over here. <laughs> you know, even if um, it was just a loner mannequin, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have to be there permanently. It wouldn't have to be a permanent addition. No, hold it now. Yeah. Don't get me to having feelings for a mannequin and then take it away from me in here. <laughs> Question's been asked, Cliff, and... Uh, yeah. Well, here's the answer. Okay. The question that came in by text message on the any timeline. If you get a mannequin, will it have clothes? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it will. I'm not sitting in here with an unclothed mannequin. That would make people think I have issues. So you don't want the mannequin to be naked? Well, I'll put a robe on it. You know, I got that nice heart robe. Remember that, Cliff? I wore that. So I'll put that on there or some kind of clothing on there. so I guess my my question is, do you have a preference? Uh, should it be a female mannequin or will a male mannequin suffice? At this point, I'm desperate enough. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so what about um, a head? Could you have a headless mannequin? That's a little creepy there when you think about that. <laughs> not, as, not as creepy as just having the head with no body. Well, that's <laughs> what I first thought you were talking about, just having a oh. head propped up here on the countertop and... <laughs> Mm, like one of them styrofoam heads you see, you know, from time oh, yeah. to times in store. Nah, <laughs> I'd like to have a head on the thing. You know, that way you can give it a name and all of that. If they don't have a head, you really can't name them. You can't get any facial expression out of it. It's a mannequin. There's no facial well, expression. Well, that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> Cliff, is that true? Is that uh, on the gump and up what you sent me there? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get a picture of it now that I can... I can send you. So you may have a connection to a mannequin. I'm, I'm as odd as that may sound. <laughs> it does sound odd, doesn't it? <laughs> I may have a connection to a mannequin. Well, I want to keep out hope that maybe one of our other listeners too, Cliff, has a connection okay. to a mannequin that we could uh, perhaps use. That I'd like to have one that stands up. There's been a suggestion by text yeah. message, one that sits down. But you know, in my heart of hearts, I picture you sitting down. So it would be weird with a mannequin sitting there. <laughs> But one that stands would be pretty cool. We'll see. We'll keep our eyes and ears open, Cliff, okay. and possibly we can come up with this. I think this would be a great idea. Well, to a point. <laughs> I, don't know. I wouldn't to go a, that far. To a point. Well, <laughs> better than some of the stuff we've come up with. How's that? Yeah. I've been reading about this for quite some time, and it appears it's going to happen finally. What's that? A reboot of the TV show Frasier. Remember that? Oh, yeah. In fact, I was just thinking about that the other day. Kelsey Grammer as a uh, radio talk show psychiatrist. Yes. And uh, people would call in and tell him their Mm. problems and all of that. Yep. And uh, they're going to do like a nine-part series, try to get all the original characters back. Unfortunately, the guy that played his father on there has passed away. Yeah, that's true. But uh, the rest of them, they are trying to get back. And that got me to thinking, Cliff. And I'm going to throw this out here. And if you're saying, no, we're not doing that, that's fine and dandy with me. But I thought maybe someday we could have a uh, Ask Us Anything program. Maybe (laughs) for 
an hour just to get our you know toes wet with it. I don't know about yeah. four hours of it, but any listener who wants to, they could uh, call in and yeah. ask us anything, or maybe even text in, and then they direct it towards one of us, and we answer that question. But each one of us, you and I, Cliff, we get a, but that, you know, you can ask us anything, but that, (laughs) and we have to be, you know, careful about where we use the, but that at, right. We have to declare that in advance of questions being asked. Well, when you read the question, you know, like from Tom, he answer, ask you a question, you'll say, I'll answer anything, but But that, but you only get one of those. Now, do you think that's too risky, Cliff, or do you think? Because there's no No, telling what you'll get asked. It's been well proven on this program that I'm comfortable working without a net, so I'll be all in for it. Maybe one of these days, Cliff, we'll do that. We'll announce that on our Facebook page whenever we do that, (laughs) if we decide to do that. That's a risky thing right there because I guess we have to answer honestly. Well, no. Oh, okay. I was going to say. All right. Well, that's even better. I think that could be a little bit of fun, Cliff. There you go. Ask us anything. Yeah. But that. But that. Yes. <laughs> Today just feels to me like a ta-da day. It oh, really good. does. It feels like you can give an unfun fact, and just after that fact, if you play... <laughs> it will become a fun fact. Well, it's time now for the Morning Road Show. Unfun fact with a ta-da. And here's our unfun fact, Cliff. Okay. Penicillin was first called mold juice. <laughs> See how that took the edge off of mold juice, yeah, Cliff? You know, if you did not had the ta-da... It would be, everyone would be going, ew. <laughs> but with that ta-da, yeah. mold juice just kind of runs right out there, doesn't it? Yeah, kinda, it's kind of juicy, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Directly above the nation's most important courthouse in this country, there is another type of court where victors emerge not with five votes and a majority opinion, but with 21 points and a margin of at least two. Yes, on the Supreme Court's top floor, there is a basketball court. It's a little shorter than other courts. It's only 78 feet long. (laughs) The ceiling is 14 14 feet, 4 inches tall. And there's a sign at the entrance, Cliff, that warns in big letters, Playing basketball and weightlifting are strictly prohibited while the court is in session below. So, <laughs> some of the chief justices go up and play. Usually, it's their legal helpers that they have at the yeah. Supreme Court. And this court, Cliff, has a yeah. nickname. Oh, it does, huh? It's known as the highest court in the land. And all of that you can take to the bank. Now, did you know that about the Supreme Court, Cliff? Uh, I did not know that. Yes, they quite play quite regularly, as a matter of fact. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Hopping around, and you've caught your foot in your underwear. <laughs> First thing this morning. That's how you started the day. Yes. Yeah. Number two. Where Hitler ruled, 
The Third Reich. Oh my. <laughs> <sighs> Woo. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. A loner mannequin. <laughs> You know, that just sounds creepy, Cliff. Maybe we ought to just get that for... Um, so what a part th- about this whole mannequin conversation does not sound creepy. I don't think it sounds that bad until you say we want to no. loan one and then give it back. And that's... No, no, seriously. It's all creepy. It, even Tadal can't fix the loner mannequin. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.